This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Yes! What a comeback! I had no idea they were able to be on the other end of that! Capped off by Austin Matthews, one of the top 100 NHL players of all time! Oh, don't be ridiculous, he's not ready for that. He needs at least two more 30-goal seasons to be able to be on that list. That's right, we are Puck Here Podcast, and we're keeping it Canadian this week, which is fitting considering Joe and I are two pseudo-Canadians trapped in the bodies of New Zealanders. Yeah, we're, pro- we're both pretty excited about this one, uh, but considering Logan is the big Leafs fan on the show, it's probably best he introduces our very special guest for the show. Yeah, I actually can't believe it's happening, but uh, thanks for the wonders of the internet. Here he is, you might know him for screaming into a camera after every Leafs game for a living. It's Steve Dangle. Welcome to Puck Here, buddy. Hey, yeah, good to hear from you. It's, um, yeah, it's it's awesome to have you on. Um, so, yeah, you've been doing uh, LFRs for 10 years now, man. Like, What's been, you know, some of your personal favorites? Oh, my personal favorites? Jeez, uh, I think my personal favorite was the one where I realized I could be part of a hockey podcast in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it's been a fun ride. I don't, I don't know if I have a personal favorite. Um I've enjoyed the Leafs doing well, so maybe last year's playoffs, uh, those were very fun. Uh, when the Leafs uh, won game six against Boston and forced it to seven, I, I don't recall what happened after that, but I just remember that I, uh, I liked that one game. And uh, But, but what, I think what was the most fun was when they just abandoned the team all outright uh, after they got rid of uh, Randy Carlisle and brought in Peter Horacek because um, they lost, I think they only won 11 of their final 55 games. So that really that really uh, challenged my creativity because, uh, you know, how many ways can you say this team stinks? <laughs> and, oh, my God, I, I came up with every way I could. I drank on camera. I, I, did, I did whatever. Um, so those, those ones were fun. And... Uh, and I, I think I had just moved into my, my own house so I could be as loud as I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty lucky because obviously that blue room, is that soundproof or not? Hell no. No, ask <laughs> my neighbors. Um, I really should go about soundproofing it, but uh, no, it's very not. <laughs> ask my wife too. There, there's a reason that I usually... There's a reason I usually don't shoot the videos the night of the game. I have to wait till the morning after. You know, she's a teacher. She's got to get up for work in the morning. And also your neighbors could be calling the police saying there is a crazy man screaming next door. Uh, somebody come and investigate. What? I've actually had to tell them because <laughs> legitimately I don't want them calling the police. Because if you hear the way I yell and scream, like... They must, they must hear me. What's this guy so mad about first thing in the morning? This jerk works from home. Uh, or, you, you know, especially if they hear me screaming at 9 or 10 at night. I don't want them, you know, checking on everyone's well-being. So, no, I've had to let them know, like, look, I'm a lunatic for a living. No one's in danger. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because my personal favorite LFRs uh typically the ones that you do do the same night. I, when you tweet out to say that, yeah, there's going to be an LFR tonight, I always look forward to it. Um, but how, that must be tough. Like, how late do you have to stay up to make that? Um, by the time the whole process is over, it's usually, like, at least one or two in the morning. Um, you know, because the game's usually not done until at least 10. 
at night and then I got to shoot the thing. Well, I usually like to watch the highlights and the highlights aren't always up right away. So I like to watch those. I got to shoot the thing. I got to edit the thing. I got to post the thing. And, um, I might as well, you know, stay up until it's done and tweet it out. You know, I've been up that late and you know, what was amazing to me is, uh, usually, so I usually upload them the morning after and the hour that the video was posted is usually the hour that the video is the most popular, uh, gets the most views. So I, I get to see those numbers. I posted one at about two 30 in the morning the other day. And after 24 hours, the first hour was still the most, uh, viewed hour. Wow. So people are hardcore. They're absolutely crazy. And I mean, I don't know if it's crazy Canadians and Americans staying up way too late or, you know, maybe it's this wonderful thing where over the years it's, it's grown to not just Toronto. It's, it's fans on the, on the West coast of North America. And it's, it's a relatively nice time of the day for them, or it's people in Europe. It's people all the way, all the way in the freaking Pacific ocean. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty, it's pretty incredible. Uh, when you make like just random innocent mistakes, like thanks for washing, uh, do you just laugh it off and let the internet have its fun with it? Or do you have panic attacks? Sorry, one more time. If when I, when I do what? When you make like little innocent mistakes, like thanks for watching. Yeah. Oh, the thanks for watching. Oh yeah. my God. No, I don't laugh those off at all. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. I, I know. I know everyone, um, I know the audience thinks it's funny. So that, that makes me happy, but, um, I don't like working, you know, really hard on these videos and then discovering I made a stupid mistake. <laughs> um, but that's, that's my own fault. And it's just, uh, it's proof that you need to pay attention to detail and it's proof you can, you can always improve. Like I'm willing to laugh at myself for like dumb little innocent things, but I don't like being wrong. I never like being wrong. For example, when I say the Leafs are good, <laughs> I, I don't like being wrong. What's better this year, the Leafs being actually good or the Canadians being terrible? What are you taking more enjoyment out of? Oh, my goodness. Oh, both. They're very good. <laughs> yeah, it, it means a lot to me. It, like this, this, this game tomorrow or today, depending on where you're listening, I guess, um, is... Uh, is it's important. I think I think the Leafs need to win it more because they're the favorite. This is the first time in five years or so that they've been the favorite. Uh, Eric Engels just said on the uh, on the on the radio. I was just listening to him before you called. He's a Montreal Canadiens reporter, and he's absolutely right. So in past years, even though there's a heated rivalry still, I could laugh it off like, well, okay, you beat the Leafs. So what? They suck. Leafs are in last place. Like, good. You should have beat them, you idiots. Oh, you had to go all the way to overtime to beat them, though. Now that they're the favorite, it's actually going to sting much more uh, if the Leafs lose. So, uh, you know, it's too early in the season to be happy with uh, the Habs' bad record and the Leafs' good one. Um, I need a big win in game five out of 82. <laughs> Does it, uh, because you mentioned, obviously, when we were tanking uh, for Austin Matthews, does it make it easier now that they're good to make these videos? Um, I, you know, last year it made them much harder. <laughs> it made them 
way harder. Um, my boss used to ask me, uh, hey, now that they're good, what are you going to talk about? And it, it was an interesting question because I talked about how they were crap for nine years. Um, I, I made a living off of it, you know, uh, pretty much a thousand videos about why the Leafs are bad. But um, it's, it's harder to be, you're, you know, you're almost like the villain when you win, you know, because you, you seem like you're gloating. When, when, I, when the Leafs used to win before, it was like cute. Like, oh, Steve finally got one. Ah, good for him. <laughs> But now it's like, all right, I'm sick of this smug jerk off, you know, talking, talking about the, the Leafs being good. But what it did was every game meant so much to me last year. And when they won, it was a hallelujah victory. And when they lost, it was devastation. And, oh, my God, I expected so little heading into the season. And then they got my hopes up and they're going to miss the playoffs. How did they pull that off? And uh, now, now every game – it, it is it is what they say it is right it's they all mean something we're not trying to tank uh there's there's no sugar coating it there's no moral victories you win or you don't yeah it's uh i mean as a Leafs fan it's a great place to be in now and uh yeah i've been watching your videos for a few years uh but so as you mentioned your boss you so you work now uh with sportsnet where you have a blog and you produce short segments for the Leafs broadcast as well do Sportsnet have much input into your content or do they just kind of let you go for it? No, almost none. Um, well, okay, my written content, they do. Uh, my videos, no. Um, I, don't, I don't talk to anyone about those. Uh, those are mine. I'm very protective of those. <laughs> those are my babies. Um, but when it comes to like my TV hits, for example, so I, got a, I did a video shortly before calling you and it's going to be on TV in a few hours in Canada. Um, we, we, we talk to each other about, uh, you know, what we want to talk about. So today's hit is going to be about the lease and Habs. next week. It might be about Connor McDavid. I don't know. Um, written content. There's a guy who works for sportsnet.ca named Mike Cormack, who is, uh, just an absolute genius. I think he's, he's probably my favorite person I've ever worked for. Um, and he's made me a better writer, but the, the lease videos and the podcast, nope. Nope. Those are just, no one would recommend the stuff that I talk about in those videos. <laughs> they're, they're just lunacy. Um, That's fair. <laughs> so no, those are my babies. Um, I really enjoy the trade trees that you do. Um, I think it's a really cool idea because just going back and, and looking at the history and where everything rolled out, uh, where did you come up for the idea for those four and why, what inspired you to, get those done was it just sick of looking back at all the terrible mistakes the Leafs have done in the past <laughs> well I think the first one I wrote was well because I, I I just love that stuff naturally I, mm. I love going back and looking one thing Leaf fans just love doing is yeah talking about the idiotic mistakes of the past um but uh, what uh what that was I think was it was about Anton Strollman because the Leafs were about to play the Lightning and I realized how it was actually like a complicated turn of events that led to the Leafs losing Anton Strawman. And it ended up uh, with them also losing the draft pick that got them uh, Brandon Saad, um, or got the Blackhawks Brandon Saad, I should say, the Leafs didn't get him. And uh, I wrote it, and it did well. And uh, again, my Cormac and my boss was like, yep, you're doing one of those every single week. <laughs> and... 
And I said, yeah. And then I did the next one and saw how much work it was. And I said, I've made an egregious error. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard. They're hard to write. So you're probably going to see less of them this year, but uh, they'll be about all teams. Yeah. And uh, I'm also writing these new era adjusted pieces where I go back and look at, uh, you know, one of today's stars and compare them to, uh, a legend of yesterday with era adjusted numbers. And I also have another idea, um, that is in the works with Sportsnet's stats department and the stats gurus that work in there. They know a cartoony amount of stuff. You should see the idiotic questions I've asked these guys that they actually have an answer to. Um, so we're, we're going to take a deeper dive into that this year. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think we just got a Steve Dangle tease. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. An exclusive. <laughs> um, yeah. So in your LFRs, you know, you got a lot of different uh, voices and characters for, you know, players, coaches, and other media personalities. Um, some of my favorites, actually, my favorite is probably the Zach Hyman, uh, built like the terrier kind of puck going in the corner thing. Do you practice developing those before bringing them into an LFR or do you typically just kind of wing it and see how it goes? Uh, I mostly just wing it. Um, if I do practice, it's me walking around the house talking like an idiot basically and, uh, laughing to myself randomly. Uh, ask my wife. I laugh a lot in the shower. Like, <laughs> like I'll be showering up getting ready for a video and I'll think of something ridiculous like shoving a puck in my mouth and pretending to be a dog and i'll just be like yeah yeah i'm about to do that in front of thousands of people like an idiot um so not a whole lot of practice um you know the mike the mike babcock impression has been a bit of a bit of a process you know uh, picking up tips and learning things from uh guys around the league guys who talk to him every day and uh you know i just learned if you put in the work in you'll, you'll be a good player but also a good man uh, <laughs> wow thank you for that uh that, was mike here yeah i can't believe we got steve dangle and mike babcock on the yeah, podcast this week go ahead. uh the way that you break down game like the gameplay and, ga- and games is is easy to follow for uh, like the hardcore hockey fans and the casual fans um would you ever get into commentary like color commentary broadcasts have you thought about that Sorry, I missed that. The, uh, would I ever do the videos on a broadcast? No. Would Would you ever get into commentary, like doing color commentary on actual on hockey podcasts, uh, on hockey games? Oh, um, I mean, I'd be into that. Um, you know, th- those jobs are hard to get. Those uh, those like play by play and and stuff like that. They're extremely hard to get. You gotta, you basically gotta start doing it for free you got to do it with a junior a or a junior B team or something like that. And you got to do it for free because they can't afford to pay you. Um, and then you got to kind of work your way up, but sometimes you get lucky. Um, there was a guy, uh, I think his name's John Abbott. He got in with the Ottawa 67s of the Ontario hockey league, fairly young, might've even been 19 or 20 or something like that. Did it until he was 25 did one season with the Marlies. The Marlies guy happened to leave the next year. So he was, he was calling radio games for the Leafs the next year. He was still in his like mid twenties. And, uh, now he's either calling, I think he's calling Canucks. I think he's calling the Canucks on the radio. So, uh, that would be really cool in terms of analysis. Um, I think I'd be a better antagonizer. Uh, 
you know, someone who maybe says something or asks a ridiculous question or has a really hot take, um, you know, and I, I think the analysis, like the breakdowns of plays and stuff, I think that's best left to uh, former players, you know, <laughs> like uh, I, I never hashtag played the game. So I, I shouldn't be the one telling Jake Gardner, you know, which guy he should have covered on a play. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm right. I know I'm right on some of them, but uh, like Kiprios gets a lot of flack over here, but like he he does know what he's talking about. And Friedman's an insider, and Chris Johnson's an insider. I am just happy where I am, uh, watching the game from home on Saturday night instead of in a studio in a stuffy suit. You know, um, this, speaking of being the the antagonizer, the one thing that I've been thinking recently is what about the the inevitable sad day where Ron and Don retire and how does that get replaced and not necessarily replaced because you can't replace those guys. But one thing I thought would be kind of interesting is if it was you and Adam Wilde on Hockey Night in Canada, could you see something like that happening? Uh, well, I'll, uh, Jesus, I don't, you know, that's a tough one. Uh, first of all, in terms of replacing them, I don't think you do like coach's corner, dies with them yeah. like yeah. if if the second they leave it's done you don't try to replicate that segment no one can replace it end of story um and also whoever fills that time slot with whatever it's called they're the guys replacing ron and don and i don't know if there's a single person in this industry that wants that no that is a terrifying <laughs> uh, you know, prospect you're filling unfillable shoes uh, you know you're trying to fill the shoes of an elephant with dog paws like, like how do you do it you you're you're never you're never you're never gonna really be able to do it i i think we could have a fun show um i think something similar to what uh, uh tsn does in their first intermission where they just quiz the entire panel like i i love the quiz i i think something like that would work just fine um but in terms of replacing ron and don nah you're not doing that uh, now, kind of following up from that, uh, old media versus new media, uh, you're definitely part of the new media school of of thoughts. Uh, in terms of career paths, you kind of came in a completely untraditional way to be, you know, mentioned on Hockey Night in Canada. You're a guy screaming into your computer. Do you see the future for random ways to get into sports media now the totally unconventional ways like you did more people getting into oh, it that way absolutely i mean uh you know mine is really weird and screaming and, and all that like you mentioned but there are a lot of perfectly sane people uh who have uh gotten jobs uh in other unconventional ways tyler dello i think basically a lawyer and decided to start writing about hockey, and he did a good. Oh, hello. I think we just lost Steve. Sorry, hello. Hey, man. Hey. Sorry, I randomly called my voicemail by accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sorry, what I was saying was, uh, I mean, yeah, I yell and scream, and I go nuts. But there's other people who have established hockey careers online. Uh, Tyler Dello was a lawyer and he just happened to have a knack for talking hockey and, and, uh, 
was really good with numbers and he was also a bit of an antagonist and yeah. uh, he turned into into a job with the Edmonton Oilers ju- just from blogging and now he works for the Athletic and he's a fantastic writer. Um, the way that Justin he, Bourne, sorry, the way that he destroys the, people on Twitter, um, you can tell that there's there's a lawyer past in his uh, <laughs> oh yeah in his history oh yeah and well and he's not even he's not even as bad as he used to be. <laughs> um, Justin Bourne is a former professional hockey player who started writing, and writing is what actually gave birth to his new career. He was he was a good digital writer got a job as a video coach with the Marlies and uh, now he's back to writing with the athletic. He's one of my favorite writers out there. He's top five. Um, You know, lots of guys got hired by NHL teams to do analytics. Um, You know, there's, there's tons of people. I want to see more. I want to see more. And it's encouraging to me that uh, they just opened up the college of sports media or sorry, they opened up sports media at another university here. And uh, a lot of those students uh, message me and ask me questions. So I think, I think a lot of the next generation of broadcasters, you're going to see trying similar things, I hope. Um, it's hard out there, man. It's hard to get into the business in conventional ways. And, and companies, to their credit, or maybe to their fault, I don't know, um, they don't want to hire you unless you don't already have a profile. Um, so, you know, a, a boss of mine six years ago, he wisely said one day, some journalism graduate is going to go to the Toronto star, apply for a job. And the person doing the interview is going to be like, you know what? You're great. You're a fantastic writer. We, we love you. Uh, how many followers you got? <laughs> oh, I got 500. Okay. Well, come back when it's 10,000 and we'll give you a job. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, rightly or wrongly. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, the industry will evolve with the young folk, which I don't know if that's me anymore, man. I'm 29. Uh, I know uh, it's not old. still young. Like, I, I can't, yeah, but like the students in school right now are 18 to 22. Like, <laughs> they didn't grow up, like, man, there's certain references I make on the podcast now where I'm like, oh, people don't get that. Like, when I talk about a certain game from Matt Sundin, like, they don't get it. They don't remember 2002. No, they they um, just remember the Matt Sandin, the the Vancouver Canuck. No, <laughs> yet, no. Then that's when they're disowned. I can't believe so you brought that I up. I want them to remember him as a Leaf or not at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Speaking of Canadian media, was uh, was the NHL debut of Australian Nathan Walker made out to be much of a big deal over there? It did. Here, actually, I got to do one more question because it's almost my turn for the oil change. <laughs> they're, they're telling me to come through the tunnel. But uh, no, Nathan Walker got tons of, of play over here. And I, I think, you know what? Uh, Canadians love hockey, but it's lonely, man. It's lonely. Like, it's, we, we can barely talk about it when we go to the States. Hockey is that cute little thing that Canadians like, and the, most people in the States don't give a, a damn. Um, you know, we, we don't speak Russian and we don't speak Swedish. So it's hard to have a conversation across the pond and you probably know, uh, being in Sweden, uh, sorry, Sweden, being in New <laughs> Zealand, um, it's hard to find people to talk hockey with. Oh, it's right. exciting being a hockey crazed nation that there's another nation that's thrown a tat in the ring now. And that's Australia. I'm excited for, you know, the Leafs have the first Estonian born NHL player. I'm excited to get the. I'm excited to to uh, see the first New Zealand-born player. 
Uh, I want to see, I don't know, someone from Egypt. I want to <laughs> see someone from Mars. I don't care. I just, I want everyone to enjoy the sport that I love. All right, man. Well, since you are in the middle of getting your oil change, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. This is this has been awesome. No problem. Thank you very much. I'm driving along the scary thing right now. Wish me luck. All right. Take care, yeah, buddy. Good luck. Bye. Yeah, so that was Steve Dangle, everybody. Just casually chatted to Steve Dangle. What a good guy to come on and hang out with us for... While he waited for his oil change. Yeah, getting through that life, admin. <laughs> we really appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, because, you know, I've interviewed, like, pro hockey players before. Um, but I think I was probably the most nervous about that one. I could tell. I could <laughs> tell you were making trips back and forth to the toilet before while we we're waiting for him to um, to come on. Yeah, no, no, I'm not actually doing anything, just trying to calm my nerve. But then, of course, you know, um, I get like that sometimes when, like, I've got an important shoot or something coming up and uh, the nerves hit you. But, of course, once it actually, once it's go time, you know, that just clears. So, but that was that was a lot of fun. It was awesome to have him on. Um, appreciate any time that we could get with him because the amount of stuff that he does now, um, he's a very busy man and hard to track down, but actually surprisingly when we got in touch with him he emailed back almost straight away mm. uh which kind of surprised me because uh he mentioned on, on uh, his podcast steve dangle podcast recently that um his wife mrs dangle uh actually sort of like takes care of takes care of his emails from time to time and some and signs them up for things unwillingly or unknown unknowingly and i thought that might have been us no, but I think he, he, it sounded like he knew that what he was in for, <laughs> especially when you emailed, Hey, uh, are you still keen to come on? We're waiting here. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just getting my oil changed. Can we do it via phone? I'm like whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was awesome. Uh, interesting that the whole Nathan Walker thing got a lot of coverage over there because I feel like. Well, obviously, next to nothing in New Zealand, you know, there was a couple of articles on like stuff and stuff, <laughs> stuff and stuff. <laughs> That'd be a great website. They should change it to stuff and stuff. Yeah, I like it. And of course, you know, we did a thing on Pakia.nz. Um, in Australia, I thought it was going to be like New Zealand and Stephen Adams where we just report on everything he does, right? Yeah. But Stephen Adams has got a new pair of socks. <laughs> Headline: Steve Adams shaves his mustache. No, that'll never happen. Um, Stephen Adams kicked in the nuts. <laughs> that was like the big news for ages. That was a man like <laughs> never has this country ever talked about someone's balls before as much as Stephen Adams. And into that detail, which um, yeah, which I'll forever hate Draymond Green for, and I'll never be a Golden State Warriors fan. Um, obviously, I'm a Raptors fan. Um, by fit, by choice, but then I guess by association, like everyone else in the country, I'm an OKC fan, right? Uh, but yeah, Nate, the whole Nathan Walker thing. Um, I mean, that was amazing. Uh, just so awesome to have like an Australian in the NHL now, right? Like, you know, one you know, one day, maybe in a decade or so, the next generation comes through. There might be a New Zealander, but I thought the Australians might go hard on this coverage. But um, like a car goes wild, I, I get access to, you know, like Fox Sports Australia's news bulletins. And uh, he got a 30 second mention in the middle of the show buried between rugby and more rugby. 
That's sad. That is very sad. Australia, come on. Normally, you're um, if he was a New Zealander who lived in Australia for a little bit, you probably would have made him more of a thing about it. Yo, you would have claimed it You would have hard. claimed it and then made a big deal. But a uh, pretty special moment for uh, for Nathan Walker. Had a shot going off his butt to score your first NHL goal. Your parents didn't even know until they got a notification on their phone. <laughs> That's such a great way of doing it. It's either a flashy goal or it's a butt goal. Mm. I've scored a lot of butt goals in my time. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah, uh, yeah so... Short, short and sweet podcast this week, but um, and we did mention last week uh, that we were going to play the Chris Awald episode where we talk about the hockey film. I think now, like, no offense, Chris, but um, I think we kind of have to get the Steve Dangle one out there. Yeah, he talked about the Canadians Leafs matchup, so he dates it a little bit. Yeah, good one, Steve. <laughs> good one. Such as life in the podcast podcast world, it can date very quickly. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun and that's the first one off the, the wish list that we ticked off. And now that you have Steve Dangle's number, when you're in Toronto, just call him up, just call him up. Hey, Steve. I don't know if I can do that. Let's just go and let's go and hang out. We'll just turn up at his house. He's probably, he's probably (laughs) already blocked my number to be fair. That's true. Um, but we hope you had fun, Steve. We, we had a lot of fun having you on, of course, talking about the Leafs and LFR. Uh, one thing we probably should mention is that obviously LFR stands for Leaf Fan Reaction and he posts those videos after every Leafs game on his YouTube. He also does a lot of awesome, uh, content, both written and video for Sportsnet. Um, so catch that on sportsnet.ca. Check out his podcast, um, the Steve Dangle podcast, uh, they somehow do two a week. I don't think we could ever do that. Probably also, I mean, it's easier for them, right? But well, we in the past we've done two a day. Have we? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's it's a little different though because we save them. They're just they're just interviews, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the illusion of podcasting. Um, what we should do is we should. Maybe we should host the LFRs on Pakia.nz. Do you reckon? Because I feel like, and it's funny because obviously we had a lot of Ducks chat uh, with our previous episode with our John Broadbrandt. And so this kind of balances out a little bit, but you know, people always, it's funny. People always like to complain and make fun of when, whenever any kind of sports thing gives the Maple Leafs too much coverage. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. That's true. Uh, it's our podcast. It's our website. <laughs> Pakia.nz. That's true. Uh, it's funny because, you know, talking about the whole lease thing, there was that awesome video that Jay and Dan put out. Uh, um, if you're suffering from, what is it? Was it? Leaf? Relief? Relief. Oh, it was yeah. called relief. Yeah. Yeah. Take some relief. Avoid all maple leaf. Because I imagine it is just going bananas in... Canada right now for the Maple Leafs. It's yeah, good to have Jane Dan back, actually. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. Canadians are kind of spoiled, really, because, I mean, it's an awesome time to be a Canadian hockey fan because a lot of the Canadian teams, Vancouver and Montreal aside, are actually looking promising and are very exciting. I mean, you know, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews alone, that's just, no. I mean, that's going to be the thing for like the next, you know, 10, 15 years, hopefully. It's the new Crosby Ovechkin. Sorry, Line and Eichel, but just you're not on the same level. <laughs> Sorry, Buffalo Bill. 
Patrick Laine. <laughs> he is a weird dude. Yeah. Very weird dude. You almost kind of think that, you know, um, so Anders Kane in the new Goon movie, almost kind of look alike. He does have a bit of a Laine vibe to him. Yeah. Especially now that Laine's come out with that beard. Very similar. Kind of like the, the evil blonde guy. It's like a thing that James Bond started and it's just continued. It was in Harry Potter. What is it with blonde people? Evil. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was born blonde, snowy white blonde. I've turned. Yeah. I was, I was the Milky Bar kid. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. Um, if my voice sounds a little weird and croaky, it's cause you know, Joe got me sick. We've been hanging out too much. in small rooms together too much that I've, I was patient zero and you have now become infected. So. Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm almost over it. But yeah, let's, let's wrap this up and uh, watch some hockey, eh? Thanks a lot to Steve Dangle for coming on. Uh, it, was, it was quite special to chat to you. Yeah, mate. It was. It really was. Um. Thanks again. Maybe we'll have you on again another time. And um, yeah, like I said, first one off the wish list. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll see where this goes. Next up, Ron McLean. <laughs> Puck here. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck here Podcast. Puck here.